We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Amen and amen. Now these things are designed to make a giant out of us. This Romans chapter 12 particularly. I will ask that you give it a time, steady it, steady it, steady it, and you'll find out that a lot of the secrets of Jesus Christ is found in here. He was the living word. And the Bible is encouraging every one of us that we can do it. And there's a grace awaiting us in the name of Jesus. Not only a grace, but it's a gift. Amen. It's a gift. The Bible will have us know that the gifts that God gives, it makes room for us. Something that God gives us freely. Ephesians says, when he descended, he's also the same one that ascended and he gave gifts unto men. He says, every one of us have been given a measure of the grace. And every one of us that hears the word, the Bible says that a measure of the faith is rubbed on on us. In fact, the Bible tells us that faith itself is a gift. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says that we are saved by the grace and not of ourselves for it's what we are saved by faith I beg your pardon, and not of ourselves for it is the gift of god it is it says it clearly that faith is actually the gift of god and we're going to use faith to convert a lot of the desired spiritual blessings so every one of you sit up every one of you don't i mean don't give up every one of you decide that you put your hands to the plow and you are not looking back and also put a claim, put a demand on these things that we are about to talk. Amen. Identify your areas. Now, the Bible tells us clearly how we can identify these areas. It's a matter of renewing our mind. It's a matter of changing, being not conformed to this world. Are you the Christian dumb already preaches it? Are you there with me? That is why when we come to church, we hear this, we hear do this, do that, do this, do this. Have you ever wondered? Because the Bible says that in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. So righteousness of God is the actions, the things that God would want us to do. And I'll beg every one of you that that righteousness, that righteousness shouldn't be our own righteousness, but let it be the righteousness which is as a result of obedience to the word. And that is what brings fulfillment. I quoted last Sunday that Jesus didn't joke with righteousness. Even his cousin came to him, a very prominent person of the hour. Everybody, the whole Jerusalem was coming to him. His ministry was very popular. Jesus found himself under that ministry. And knowing by revelation who Jesus was going to be, wanted to skip that. And Jesus said, no, suffer it to be so, because righteousness is a must. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that because of righteousness, I have anointed you more than your fellows. It is also repeated in the book of Hebrews. Are you there with me? So righteousness brings us a certain anointing. Are you there with me? Righteousness brings us a certain anointing. Glory be to God. And I tell you, the world will never be, our world will never be the same again. If a certain anointing, are you there with me? It is seen or working in our lives, we will benefit. I always like this Proverbs, who says that my son, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you are anointed, you are anointed for yourself. You are not anointed for me. Are you there with me? So please, let us not joke with Christianity. Let us do our best to be included. 
Glory be to God. Now the Bible says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living soul. Every one of us. Every one of us. Every one of us. And you see, what he's trying to tell us is on a daily basis or every action, if you can, try to find out what the will of God, what the word of God says concerning that action. Are you there with me? If you don't want to wait till a particular action before you find out what the will of God is going to slow you. Then every time, learn, are you there with me? And take note of certain things as you are reading your Bible, even as you are hearing me and you are hearing other ministers. Are you there with me? Try as much as possible to take note of certain conduct. Are you there with me? Because these are the things that are going to sharpen the grace upon your life. Are you there with me? The gift of grace. Are you there with me? These are the things. Are you there with me? That is going to increase the anointing upon your life. These are the things that is going to bring God to the scene. Remember the Bible says that we are the body. As we read on, it talks about the human body. And not only does it talk about the human body, it also talks about the same way that the human body has various organs and various parts, the body of Christ also is the same. So every one of you, you have a part to play. You have the part to play. In the building of a building with blocks, are you there? We find out there are so many pieces that comes together. I mean, just imagine, are you there? One person says, I'm taking myself out. Are you there with me? I'm taking myself out. When you're taking yourself out, that means that you are taking yourself out of the body of Christ. Are you there with me? And you are not dealing with the body of Christ per se, but you are actually responsible to God and you are dealing with God. Are you there with me? Because it is him that has called you. It is him that has enlisted you. Are you there with me? Let no one think that we are just, are you there walking around or we have been called by the pastor or you are in the church or you are in this group because of the pastor no 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 god knows far better those that are ours are you there those that are ours he finds a way to include us those that are ours he finds he finds a way to bring it together because at the end of the day he says that the treasure is in eating vessel that the excellency will be of him he knows exactly what he's doing this is the work of god not the work of man the work of god can only be done by god are you there with me? And God can only use those that believe in Jesus Christ. Are you there? As is defined in John chapter 6. Glory be to God. So we got to a place where he begins to list, are you there with me? The grace which are available. Then how we should also concentrate on the grace. Knowing that proud to that, he says that, listen, if you renew your mind, are you there with me? You yourself, you'll be so mature in Christ. You'll be able to pick what is good. You'll be able to pick what is acceptable. You'll be able to pick what is um, perfect will of God. Many years ago, I heard a message of a man of God talking about the permissive will of God. Are you there? there are many of us are in this acceptable world. That is the permissive will. Are you there? But the perfect will is what we should push, gravitate, push and gravitate. And I tell you, we will know that our God is a good God. Glory be to God. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah that he has plans, not of evil, but plans of good that will bring you to an expected end. Are you there with me? So we are serving a good God. We are serving a merciful Father. Now, he begin to list a few of the grace which are available. Are you there with me? Verse 6, it says, having gifts, are you there with me? Different according to the grace that is given unto you. So that means that if you have the gift of prophecy, are you there with me? Your prophetic ministry or your prophecy, your ability to prophesy, it is in proportion with your faith. So if you want your prophetic or your prophecy level to increase, then increase your faith. 
And he uses this for all the other gifts. Are you there with me? All the other gifts that will be mentioned. Are you there with me? So probably you have the teaching gift. Are you there with me? It is in proportion with your faith. Are you there with me? Begin to list. You probably have the exhortation gift. It's in proportion with your faith. Are you there with me? You can increase your proportion so much that now you have any time that you exhort. You're exhorting the world or you're exhorting continent. Are you there with me? Sometimes this exhortation can start in your little family. Are you there with me? Say Jerusalem and the outermost part of the world when he sent them. Are you there? So many times, are you there with me? Your influence will start from your little family, your home. Are you there with me? Then it begins, are you there with me, to grow, to grow, to grow. Then the local church, are you there with me? Then probably the community, are you there with me? The area, are you there with me? When you read, probably on Sunday, we'll talk about Metron. Are you there with me? Who talks about, sometimes God gives us an area. Are you there with me? The Greek word is metron. He said, Paul says, I do not exercise myself where God has not given me. Are you there with me? So God gives us an area. Are you there? And that area, according to our faith, it grows. So begin to list. Are you there with me? Those that will love, love with sincerity, don't be fake. Are you there with me? Then begin to say all sorts of things. Now, we got to verse, um, probably I will start from um, verse 9. It says, let love without the stimulation, which means sincerity, and abhor all evil, are you to cleave on to that which is good? Let me just say this. Please, if the Bible is telling us that, listen, stay away from evil, then evil is real. Are you there with me? Jesus, there was a time, according to Luke's account, I like Luke very much because he's one of the writers that wrote a lot about prayer. Nobody, nobody goes into details about prayer than physician Luke. Are you there only? He is the one that says that one day Jesus was praying in a place. Then when he finished, his disciples said to him that teach us to pray. Are you there only? He says, oh yes, so, so much important for you. This is paraphrase. So, so much important for every one of you to know how to pray. So listen, when you pray, say this, say. And as part of it, he says, deliver us from evil. Are you there? That means that we are surrounded with evil. We are surrounded with evil and we have a choice to make. Are you there? Woman? When you read Proverbs chapter 1 very carefully, the Bible says that sometimes you are even enticed. Don't let evil entice you. Are you there? Woman? That means that evil is so much that, are you there? Woman? It's advertising. Are you, it's appealing. It's calling. It's calling for, are you there with me? And the Bible wants us, wants us, wants us, wants us to say no to evil. Are you there with me? Meaning that at every level of your Christian work, are you there with me? Especially when you renew your mind to the acceptable degree, nobody will tell you what is evil. Nobody will tell you what is evil, but you have a choice to make. Are you there with me? Knowing that there is a grace upon your life. Identify the exact grace which is upon your life and hit it. Are you there with me? That is why he keeps on saying that if it is teaching, wait on teaching. Are you there with me? Because it is that which is going to make your life rewarding. Are you there with me? Like if God has called you or put the grace on teaching upon you, then you are doing other things. Are you there with me? Your life will not be meaningful. You yourself will not be fulfilled. Are you there? And the doors that are supposed to be open for you through that teaching grace. Are you there? And you see yourself struggling because the thing that you have been given, you are not doing your best there. 
Is somebody hearing me? Now, after knowing that all these things are you there are possible and they are working in your life. Now, when we go into the world, he begins to tell us that listen, you have an opportunity to love. Are you there? Because there are evil people out there. Evil people. At the end, he says the last sentence in this portion, he says that the way to overcome evil, are you there with me? Is to do good. You don't pay, you don't repay evil with evil. Evil all around, evil all around. But that's not our concern. We have an opportunity to identify. We have an opportunity to stay clear. We have an opportunity. Are you there with me to do good? Is somebody hearing me? Then he goes on to say, verse 11, he says that be kindly affected one to another with brotherly love. Are you there with me? Talking about the sisters, talking about the brethren, talking about the way we relate. Are you there with me with the family? Are you there with me? The Christian dom family, the church family, the house family. Are you there with me? These are instructions. And these are the instructions that make us. Are you there with me? A tree. You see, one of the things that somebody said to me many years ago that shaped my life is I see if somebody goes around and says, oh, Patrick is bad. All black people are bad. All this. It is up to you to prove, to show that. Are you there? It's up to you to. I mean, somebody says you are bad. Somebody says you are not good. Jesus gives us a master key. And that master key, Matthew chapter 7, that master key, it works in every area. He says that a tree is known by his fruit. He says that a good tree cannot bring forth, a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Are you there? He says that, he, he, he's at a point, he says in Matthew chapter 7 that, he says that, listen, this is how he works in. It's not everyone that calls me Lord, Lord, will make it to the kingdom. And it makes me sit up. Ooh, concerning ministry. Then, in fact, if you don't mind, I'll read a few verses of scriptures in there, which will really help us in identifying God's perfect will and identifying the good, the evil, and all these things. Because we are in a practical world, okay? He says, don't believe every prophet that comes into the world. Use this key. Are you there? And you find out that, you see, many times people are swayed by signs and wonders. Are you there with me? But then tell, listen to what he says. Are you there with me? It's the signs and wonders do not matter. But my instructions to you is what matters. And these are exactly the instructions that I'm reading out to you. Are you there with me? So if we are not careful, we will be deceived by Various signs and wonders, but these are the things that he's talking about that shapes us and that makes us really his children, and that really gives us a relationship with him. Let me insert it and let me read it very quickly in Matthew chapter 7, probably from verse 15. Matthew chapter 7, probably from verse 15. Say, Beware of false prophets. Ooh, are there false prophets? How would you know them? How would you know them? If there's a false pastor, how would you know them if there's a false congregation? How would you know them if there's a false wife? How would you know them if there's a false husband? How would you know them if there's a false children? There's a false manager. How would you know if there's a false pope? How would you know? Are you there with me? Because you can insert the, the prophet to anything. Are you there with me? Probably let's take the prophet. How would you know that you are dealing with a false pastor? He says that beware of false pastors for they come to you in sheep clothing. So that means that it's not the outward thing that should. But inwardly, they are like ravenous wolves. Let's go on. He says, you shall know them by their fruits. Are you there with me? So you will know 
Do I have a good wife? Do I have a good husband? Do I have a good pastor? Do I have a good pope? Do I have a good manager? You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Are you there with me? And if only we believe that the grace of God will kick in, then these are the things that we should stand upon. Just relax. Are you there with me? And think through a person's life. Are you there with me? Think through a person's life. See the person's life. The sort of things that he said, the sort of lies, the sort of, I mean, let it all flow through your mind and make a decision that this person, is he really good? Is he saying what he's saying? This gospel that he's preaching, does he really believe it? This singing that he's singing, does he really believe it? This prayer that he's praying, does he really believe it? Just sit back and begin to pick people, begin to pick people that you are responsible with and think about throughout what the gospel says. You see, you will know them. Not the pastor will know them. Not my auntie will know them. Not my friends will know them. You will know them by their fruit. So if somebody goes to you and he says that, listen, temple of God church is not good. Watch the fruit. Nobody come to you and say that. Pastor Patrick is not good. Watch the fruit. Somebody says that, uh, Reverend Darling Eben is not good. Watch the fruit. Somebody will say that, oh, the prayer team of temple of God is not good. Watch the fruit. Very simple. Are you there with me? Then he goes on to say that you will know them by their fruit. He said that do men gather grapes of thorns or of figs of thistle? Very important. He goes on to say that even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and corrupt tree bringeth forth. I mean, sometimes you don't understand certain people. I just sometimes just sit back. So why? By father, no, inwardly. But when you meet them, they look smile, they smile with you, oh, Pastor. Oh, we were blessed. But when you sit back and you analyze them very carefully, say, no, this person does not really love God. Or this person doesn't know that what they are doing, it will affect certain people, it will affect generations to come, it will affect their children. So they just sit back. Are you there? And you can tell the inner working of things. Are you there with me? I mean, we, we need not any prophet tell us anything. Just sit back and just analyze things. It goes on to say that, then it goes on to say that, Verse 17. So even so, a good a good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and a corrupt tree bringeth forth corrupt fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither a corrupt tree can bring up good fruit. It says that every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn and it is cast away. That is the end. So we are going to live with these things for a long time. It's not now that God is going to take them out of the way. But he says that therefore by their fruit you shall know them so go to verse 15 and you he has given you the answer that by their fruit you will know them now how would you know the fruit what fruit is he talking about notice you give it it says that not everyone you may think that the fruit is somebody who lays hands on you and you are shaking and demon no 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 there are certain things the name of jesus does it whether you are a believer you are not a believer the name of jesus is guaranteed to do it and you can program yourself. Are you there with me? It says that it's not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. In fact, many years ago, this is what made me set up in ministry. Because we were desiring certain things. Are you there with me? Certain things to be included. He said, no, not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father who is in heaven. Then Romans chapter 12 came in. Then the book of Romans has 
New Testament has a number of instructions. Are you so it's not a matter of you are claiming Lord, Lord. It's not a matter of people are falling under your feet. It's not a matter of you are producing a gospel. You are eloquent and you can say this, you can say this and teach this. And it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of your relationship with Jesus Christ through the word. That is what matters. And that is what sharpens the grace upon your life. It sharpens the grace upon your life. Many years ago, I saw one pastor right now. He has a very big ministry in Ghana doing well for God. I believe he's um, doing well in the sight of God. But human, human appearance, yes, very good. He was holding a book in our service, our weekday service. How to sharpen your discernment. How to sharpen. So I looked. I said, what do you think? Can I read it? Where did you buy it from? So I quickly read the introduction and the preface. I mean, just scan through to pick one or two things. Listen, all that we have, all these gifts, are you there with me? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible says that there are diversities of gifts. Diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. There are differences of administration by the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation by the same God that worked all in all. But verse 7 says that, but unto every one of you here, every one of you hearing me, every one of you here, every one of you hearing me is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That everyone, the Holy Spirit works through everyone, everybody. And that is what will open that is what will reward you. That is what will include you. That is what will include you. So God is not partial. Man is partial. Concentrate on your gift. Concentrate on your gift. And there are little instructions. You see, what I'm trying to say to warn you is that don't go for gift at the expense of the relationship with the giver of the gift. Are you there with me? Otherwise, you are in danger. Are you there? You go up, 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 and a little mistake will just flow you. A little character mistake will just, a little anger, a little this thing will just flow you. Are you there with me? A little, I mean, sometimes, you see, there are certain people sometimes I wonder. I remember when I was growing up as a young pastor. Now I'm very experienced. There are a lot of things that I see, but I don't say anything about it. I say, God, God has a way of revealing things. Are you there with me? Sometimes you can tell somebody is very, very, very active, but either the partner is redrawing. I used to wonder. I used to wonder. Are you there? We can get people, especially the ladies, funny, very active when I was a young minister. Remember, I've been in this for a good, I mean, Bristol was 99. Yeah, Bristol was either 99 or 98. Are you there with me? So at least, at least I have a good, 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 about 24 years experience in ministry. Before um, Romford, before Thamesmith, before here, even here, 12 years and counting. Are you there with me? Now, I want you to wonder, how come? How come? How come? Are you there with me? Sometimes there are certain people, when you meet them, hello, you are nice, and but they are, as if they are shy, they are running away, they are shy. They are running, you see, inwardly. Only God knows what they are thinking. Only God knows what they are thinking. 
And as you get experience, you begin to pick all these things. And later on, you understand why they were behaving that way. Why this person didn't give himself fully to God? Why this person doesn't want to come around? Why this person wants to do this? Why this husband is not supporting this wife? Why this wife is not supporting this husband? Why are you there? Later on, you understand. Are you there with me? It goes on to say, it's not everyone that calls me Lord, Lord. Are you there with me? Would enter into the cup. But he that do. They say, many in that day, please listen to this. Many in that day will say, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Prophecy? Weren't you just talking about prophecy in Romans chapter 12? Are you there? So it's not a matter of the prophecy. It's a matter of your relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, haven't we prophesied in your name? He said, haven't we cast out devils in your name? It goes on to say, and in thy name, many wonderful, many wonderful works. Are you there with me? Works of grace, many wonderful works. Then I will profess unto them, I knew you not, but depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Are you there with me? So please, 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 this is where it fits in with the instructions that goes, we are about to read. If it's love, please love genuinely. Yeah, they are evil people, but love, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Oh, this person is this, this person will betray, this person will change. No, since you have the opportunity, love to the greatest. Are you there among the church? Deal with people like brethren, brotherly love. Genuinely care for people. Are you there? This is what, are you there with me? This is what cements your grace. This is what, otherwise you can take an angle, living the main thing on that. The main thing is our relationship with God. And our relationship with God is our relationship with the word. Simple. Your relationship with the word is your relationship with God. Is somebody hearing me? Let's go on. Somebody learning something today. In the name. I tell you, Sunday is going to be heavier. Sunday and the week to come. We're going to talk about anointing. Then we'll talk about spiritual warfare. Man, it will bless you beyond measure. I get there and I believe that in August, man, you will never be the same again. You'll be a true giant. Glory be to God. You'll be a true, 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 true giant. True, 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 true giant. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. There'll be a board of trustee meetings on Sunday, please, please. Okay, make it a point to be there. Now, um, Romans chapter 12. So where did we leave off? Okay, now it begins to talk about the things that makes us, are you there with me, get a good relationship with the giver of the grace. Are you there with me? The giver of the grace. You know, the giver of the grace is Jesus. Should I read it to you? The giver of the grace that I've been mentioned is Jesus. The grace to prophesy is Jesus. Okay, okay, being a Wednesday service, come with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to tell you that the giver of the grace is Jesus. Ephesians, take note of it. It's being recorded, but take note of it. Now, okay, listen to this. It says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherein ye are called. He says, with lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another. He says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in a bond of peace. Please, anywhere that anybody wants to carry with you, anybody doesn't want to understand with you, just leave those people to go. Because the spirit, are you there? The Holy Spirit works where there is peace. 
either that somebody doesn't want to forgive you, somebody doesn't want to cause trouble, don't know. Just leave them. Just stay clear of those things at home. Don't quarrel with anybody. Don't, I mean, some people do evil at workplaces. Please try as much as possible. He says that there is one body, there is one spirit, even as he are called into one hope and one calling. Say one Lord, one faith. Just as I mentioned on Sunday, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is what above all. Please take note of it. God is above all, and God is through all and in all. Everybody there is God. Whether you are going to allow God to come out or you are going to allow Satan to come out, it's up to you. Everybody, God can work through. Everybody there is God. Are you there with me? Now he says that to every one of us is given grace. Please, have you seen in verse 7? Every one of us is giving grace. Every one of us is, but there's a possibility that you have something great, but you are not using it. There is a high possibility that you have something great, which can even answer in the marketplace where you can be rewarded tremendously. That will bring you a lot of happiness and be motivated in life. It's a very possibility because the person who gives this is Jesus. It is up to you to renew your mind and identify where you are good. Identify where you are good. Please, 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 please. So, so, so much important. Identify where you are good. Those people, those of you who have the grace to sing, please, please, don't joke with it. I remember we had a brother. He was so much good about electronics and that and that. He could get people sing and he would sit behind a computer and create back, um, backing music without anybody playing, to back. He's still around. He still fellowships with us. He's part of our forum. Just God brought it to our midst like this. And he's not left. Still, we still have a strong relationship with him. Is somebody hearing me? It's just by the way, anyway. Now, the Bible said that to every one of you is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So every one of you is giving grace. Every one of you is giving grace. Are you there with me? Now, to sharpen the grace, I don't want you to take off, as I read Matthew chapter 7, warning us, I don't want any of us to take off, are you there with me? Then at the end, you'll be told, Get away from me, workers of iniquity. Because sometimes the grace will make us think more highly. Sometimes even certain grace will begin to cause us to think that we are even greater than the church, we are greater than the pastor, we are now big, we are this. And say, don't think more highly than yourself. Don't think, just be sober. Be calm, be calm, because the race is long. Are you there with me? The race is young. The race is young. Sometimes, are you there with me? Sometimes when I look at the children, I find out that they are different are you there the way we deal with them when they are young when they are old then when they get to young adults even when they are teenagers then they begin to they can pick up whether you are a real christian or you are not a real christian you are fake or you are not fake they can tell they can just tell you can't use any verse of scripture for them because they can tell that no 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 you are not real is somebody hearing me now, let's go back to where we left off in Romans chapter 12. Okay, so be it known unto you, okay, that these instructions are the instructions that would make us cemented to Jesus Christ, the giver of the grace. Are you there with me? He says, rejoice in hope. Are you there with me? Verse 12, 
in tribulation continue instant in prayer. Either. So not because a particular grace has come upon your life, you are not serious at work. Not because a particular grace has come your life, you are slothful in business. Not because a particular grace is upon your life, your prayer life is, are you there? No, 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 no. Then it goes on to say, rejoice. I go to verse 13, it says that what? Distribute to the necessity of the saint and giving to giving to hospitality. So we can, none of us can say that, oh, me, there's this gift working in my life. So as a result, I am not friendly at all. When they say you are hospitality, and the distribution, you find out that, okay, we find out, oh, okay, we are celebrating this person's birthday. Or we want to go and visit this person. This person is having his baby dedication. The person is having his birthday. This person has been singing to us. It's his wedding. We want to, are you there with me? These are the saints, not because there's a grace upon your life or there's a particular thing that the whole world is coming to you. So, are you there with me? Otherwise, you are violating the word. Are you there with me? And it is through the word that has made you who you are. Remember, you are a living sacrifice. Either you decided to sacrifice your own life and live. Are you there? The Bible tells us in First, Second Corinthians chapter five that if Christ died for us, then we have to live for Him. Are you there? And I use this illustration many times. That supposing, are you there? Me, I'm driving to probably, I'm driving to. Hornchurch to buy, uh, what can I buy in Hornchurch? Driving to Hornchurch to buy a Bible. Okay. And I meet you on the way. Okay. And he says, oh, you know what? Can I borrow your car? Okay. I want to go to Romford after Hornchurch. Okay. Can I borrow your car? So what should you do? If you take my car from me, what should you do? You should do what I was going to do in Hornchurch, isn't it? So the Bible says that we, are you there with me? Christ has saved us and he died for us. Are you there? So his life is no longer continued. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So what the Bible is trying to say is that the life of Christ has been cut short because of our sin. He has saved us and delivered us. So therefore, you and I have to live for him. Are you there? Have to live the life that he has to live. And this is in addition to this are you there you become a living sacrifice okay and now when you become a living sacrifice and the gift of grace begin to work in your life prophecies teaching very manifold various grace begin to work in your life what he's trying to say is that it goes with the word it goes with the word don't say because i am now grace so now i do not have to do the word this is where at the end you stand before Jesus and he says, I listen, you are a worker of iniquity. Oh, Jesus, we have done all this because of you. We were in the church. We sang in the choir. We were in the prayer ministry. We were in the dawn meeting, 24 prayer meeting. I did four hours. Listen, Jesus. No, Jesus said, no. Depart from me. You can't make it to heaven. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody learning something? Is somebody's ministry being shaped up in the name of Jesus? So whatever growth, are you there with me? That God, are you there with me? Passes it through you. Whatever miracles, wonderful work, 
Remember, his word is his word. Are you there with me? And his word is what, are you there with me, make us glued to him. And it is his word that makes us a living sacrifice. He goes on to say, verse 14, he said, bless them that persecute you. Are you there with me? Bless and curse not. Are you there with me? There's a tendency to curse those that say, rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. Okay, so that means that when we hear that somebody's having a party, are you there with me? This is where sometimes I find this in some way. Are you there with me? I mean, just imagine. If we really, really have this thing. Today was today is Haley's birthday. Are you there with me? Don't tell me you cannot. If you cannot go to Haley's house, then just a text of happy birthday. Are you there? With me? You're on the forum and you cannot text somebody happy birthday. Man. Then your birthday, you want us to text you happy birthday. He says, listen. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. Meaning that, listen, if somebody is mourning, are you there? We all mourn with. If somebody is rejoicing, we all rejoice with. Are you there with me? Now we have a median at work. This is the WhatsApp in which we express kind words. Are you there with me? We express kind words. And those that will prophesy can also, are you there? Prophesy nice things in text forms. And are you there with me? Sometimes I can even tell, are you there in mean, your writing that, you know, there's a gift upon your life and that and that. You are rejoicing. You're actually doing the word. Are you there with me? So how about the others that is like we, we read and we don't do anything about it. I take particular notice of those things because little would you know that you are, you are breaking the word. You may not know. Are you there with me? You may not know you are breaking the word because those that are rejoicing, you are indifferent. Those that are weeping, you are also indifferent. Are you there with me? Now, he goes on to say, be of the same mind towards one another. He said, mind not high things, but consent to men of what? Low degree, then low estate. Then he said, be not wise in your own conceit. Are you there? This is pride. Are you there with me? This is pride. Don't are you there? put people in various this and then not just another verse 17 says that recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of God. Are you there with me? So you find out that listen, many times are you there with me? He said he's falling into my trap. I've gotten him now. Now no 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 no. God will not permit that. God will not permit that. Are you there with me? Recompense no evil for evil. Are you there? And then on the other hand, too, he says that try to present things. Are you there with me? Honest in the sight of every man. Are you there with me? That as a man of God, are you there with me? Or as a man or woman of the hour, try not as possible not to lead a shady life. I mean, sometimes we do, there are certain things that are questionable. Why is this person doing this? 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 You know that there's no hidden thing that will not, are you there? There's no hidden, you may think that oh, this one, nobody, but then later, are you there? It affects your own ministry. Then you find out that people don't trust you anymore. Or the people that are supposed to, are you there? You have killed them. Is somebody hearing me? Then it goes on to say, uh, verse 18, somebody coming along with me, somebody learning something, somebody being blessed. He said, if it is possible, as much as lying, you live peaceable with all men. Are you there with me? As much as this is the second time, also in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that if you can, 
Are you there with me? Try as much as possible to live at peace with everybody, meaning that there are certain people they are difficult to live with. But try, for God's sake, try as much as possible to live at peace with everybody, as much as lie in you. As much as lie in you. I have come, I've passed a stage that um, I see certain people deliberately, they come into the church and they want to cause trouble. Cause trouble. And when I was young, in ministry, young pastor, oh, I would call a meeting right now and address certain things. But now, no way. If I identify you as, oh, I found somebody to love. I found somebody to love. Are you there? Because some, some of these things, sometimes they are orchestrated divinely. And sometimes it is demonic. But whichever way you have to pass, it's a test. Are you there? Whichever way you have to pass. Now, let me say this also concerning the marketplace. Are you there? You see, even the marketplace and the home, the Bible says that there is something called strife. And when you allow strife, what happens is that if you allow evil to come. Okay, so the book of James will have us know that they say, when are you there with me? You don't let peace prevail. And you begin to strive. Are you there? Now, strive is something which is a silent distance. It's like uh, unseen. You can't see it by the appearance of my face. It's an inner thing, like ruthless wolf. Inner thing. I, I disagree with you. I don't like you. I have this. Strive and malice and all these things. They are serious things in the spiritual realm. Are you there with me? And the Bible says that if you begin to live like that, you permit evil. To come into the camp now at the marketplace probably if i say the marketplace all that i mean is your office are you there where you work and all that and or probably when i say in your home if you allow that are you there with me you are at a disadvantage because god will be pushed away are you there with me god will be pushed away and evil will prevail it's in the book of james are you there with me so when you identify are you there with me remember we read in um, first court last week's letter Either certain people will oppose themselves and all these letters join together. Either God is speaking to us. Are you there with me? See, certain people will oppose, they will oppose you, but that doesn't mean that you should be harsh with them. That doesn't mean you should quarrel with them. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be friends with them. Are you be gentle with them? Are you there with me? Because you want to promote peace. Are you there with me? Another thing also is that eh, if you want to see a child of God, it is marked by peace. I mean, somebody, finally, you've not done the person in it. I want to just. Want to fight with you, want to quarrel with you, has a problem with you and that. But you see, the Bible says that, listen, blessed are the peacemakers, Matthew chapter 5, for they shall be called children of God. If you want to know that you have a good friend and you are narrating and he did this to me and he did this to me and he did it, watch out for the friends that tell you that you to do this. Don't go there. Don't, don't, don't talk to him. Don't go there. Don't. Watch out for those friends, but watch out for the ones who doesn't matter. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Just be calm. Everything will cease. You will come and see that you're actually a good person and you're actually not what they say you are and that and that. Are you so the peacemakers are those that are called children of God. Say, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. A child of God is marked with peace. A child of God is marked with peace. Sometimes watch those. Are you there? Sometimes peace alone. Peace, peace, peace alone. Peace alone. It is even said, 
that if your prosperity, if uh, your final or prosperity is going to fall on you, it is marked with peace. There is a marking of peace. Not that you don't have any benod, but there is a peace that, I mean, garrison the whole thing. So you are at ease, you know, you know, you know, you know. Is somebody hearing me? Somebody learning something? Watch out, these are master keys. These are master keys. These are master keys. Somebody will come and tell you something. Come and tell you the response. Are you there? And you too, the advice that you give people. And somebody will come and tell you, oh, this person has done this, does it hurt me? Uh, what response are you giving to that person? And that response will determine whether you are truly a child of God. Because sometimes we don't advise people properly. And the danger is that Matthew chapter 5 again says that, listen, if you haven't done the will of God and you are also teaching men not to do it, you'll be the least in the kingdom of God. So you find out that then you are not promoted, the anointing, the life of God is not flowing through you. You wouldn't understand. Spiritual things, you are dry, but you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. If somebody... Are you there with me? Verse 19 said, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Are you there with me? So along the way, are you there with me? You will be tempted to retaliate. You will be tempted to revenge. You will be, no, leave it with God. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it all to God. 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 I mean, just imagine what is he trying to tell us that when we become a living sacrifice and we are living in the world, look at all these things. Are you there? These things are telling us, in other words, the world in which we are going to operate. Are you there with me? If there's, they are telling us not to revenge, then that means that people will do terrible things to us. Are you there? But we are not to revenge. We leave it to God. Is somebody hearing me? Verse 20 says that, he says that, therefore, if thy enemy is hung, hungry, yes, feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. Are you there with me? So you find out that, yeah. I mean, if we have to give, we have to give. Are you there with me? Not because the person is an enemy. That's because he's a friend. Not because, no. We have to give. We have to give. And he says that, listen, when you do that, are you there with me? It has a certain implication. Are you there with me? The implication is that the person is your enemy and you have done good to that person. Are you there with me? And he says, I gives it this description in the spiritual realm. He says that you are heaping coals of fire upon his head. Coals of fire upon his head, figuratively, is trying to tell her that there will be a guilt hanging upon the person that, oh, I was expecting this in return, but the person didn't react that way. And these things, it goes with maturity. Are you there with me? The Bible says that Jesus... You will not even hear his voice. He says a weak, the, some of the prophecies of Isaiah, a weak flax, he will not even break. You will not hear his voice on the street, quarreling and this and this. The Bible says that when Jesus came, he was utterly despised, utterly rejected. The Bible said that Isaiah chapter 53 said there was no comeliness in him. But by his stripes, we are healed. Are you there with me? There was no attractiveness about sometimes people come at churches like this, at churches like, how come they don't have this? 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 Are you there with me? There was no comeliness about Jesus. But he 
was the one chosen. The seal of the Father was upon him. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Finally, verse 21 says that be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, let me just say this. You find out that uh, look at these things from 15 all through to 21. The number of times he's telling us about evil, the number of times he's telling us about the world that we live in. Are you there with me? So that means that, listen, a lot of people will be open up are you there with me? to be used by Satan. Are you there with me? The Bible says that when somebody is just opposing you, are you there? Somebody is just opposing you. Somebody is saying that pick you, your church, pick you, your faith, pick you, your color, pick people are just opposing you. Are you there? Bear in mind that they have been taken by Satan to do his work. And second Timothy also says it. That there are certain people, they call them busybodies. Instead of watching over their own home, Satan has taken them as captive to do his work. It is repeated in second edition. So Satan can get hold of. A particular person, then suddenly start causing trouble in the church. Are you there? Or not even start causing trouble in the start causing trouble in your workplace, in the marketplace, or start causing trouble in the family. Are you there with me? But the bottom line is that you have to overcome that evil with good. That means that you don't look upon that evil to react. Remember. Remember, we are aiming for the good will of God. We are aiming to identify the acceptable will. We are aiming to identify the perfect will of God. And these are you there are the instructions we have been given. A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice that let's say you yourself, you are died, you died to yourself. You died to yourself, but you are living. Paul says that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the faith, the life that I now live. The life, he said, I'm crucified, I'm dead, but I'm living. But the life that I now live, he said, I call all this but junk, dunk, dunk. So when you we, we talk about credentials, I have certain credentials, but all these things that I gain, I've called it that for the excellency of the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the point, he says that he also, per adventure, I would experience the resurrection. The same person in Galatians, Galatians 2.20, says that, listen, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The faith, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who, who loved me and died for me. Brethren, you are blessed. May you never be the same again. I hope you understand. Listen to this over and over and over and over again. I said the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. You see, there's one secret that I will tell you. When you see any man and woman of God, it is the word that has made them. May this word make you. May it throw certain behaviors out of your life. And may you begin to be formed by these words. And that is Jesus. And that is the body of Christ. You are blessed and highly favored. In Jesus' mighty name, I bless you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Have a good evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.